You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, happy Tuesday. Welcome into a very exciting edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts of the show, Tony East with the West Indianapolis Community News. And I just said this is an exciting version of the podcast because we get to talk about Pacers Jazz, um, which was one of the most fun Pacers games to watch in a long, long time uh, for me personally and I think for everybody who watched it. Um, there was some trepidation, if you, especially if you heard our Monday show. Uh, about how this game would go. I personally thought without Vic that they had no chance. I liked the Jazz roster construction. Uh, and then we just saw a new Pacers team full of surprises, full of, not even, well, I guess not surprises. We saw a new Pacers team where when ball movement and defense are their focus, we saw how great this team can truly be. Um, I think almost every player played up to their defensive potential in this game. Uh, and I think everybody was playing up to their passing potential in this game, and it culminated to what I think is their best performance of the season outside of their win in San Antonio. Um, everybody was good. I did player grades for 8.9 seconds tonight. I think the lowest grade I gave was I gave Tyreek Evans a C uh, because he shot 3 for 12, but he was dishing out good assists. He was playing good D. Uh, he's a plus 17. Um, I mean, everybody really was good, and I, you know, this has been a one minute and a half now long intro of me saying that because I didn't know where to start. Uh, I jumped in, I was ready to pot about the game, um, and I did not know where to start, so I'm going to go with Sabonis. Um, so Sabonis had an outstanding game, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Yes, that is very close to a triple-double. Uh, they were hunting for it at the end of the game, which was outstandingly fun to watch. Uh, also, outstandingly stupid to keep him in the game just to get a triple-double, but it was funny. Uh, he was going back and forth with Miles Turner about being annoyed at Donovan Mitchell for taking one of his rebounds at one point in the game, which was funny. Um, but Sabonis was really good, and obviously good Sabonis is what you want. Uh, and Sometimes with Sabonis, for me personally, this is probably stupid because he's proven to me time and time again he can score on anybody. But when he goes up against a guy like Gobert, I worry that uh, he's going to struggle to be the thing he's good at, which is a dominant offensive post player. But he was spinning around Gobert, getting some tough shots up, drawing fouls on Gobert, uh, which was all, or actually, did he? I don't know if he ended up actually drawing any fouls on Gobert, but um, he, he, he was just making him look bad a few times. I mean, Gobert still had an excellent game. Um, but Sabonis had some plays on him, and I was like, wow, he can really score on anybody when he gets to his spot. If he had a right hand, he'd be impossible to guard. He was really great. Uh, seven for nine from the field, made both of his free throws. He was really good, and I got to be a part of his uh, his media scrum in the locker room after the game. So, uh, yes, we get player sound bites on today's show. So, uh, let's hear what Sabonis had to say after the game. This is how it's supposed to be. You're a big part of that with all your assists. What brought things together tonight? Why was the offense so so good? I think tonight we kind of. I think we just uh, trusted each other on the offensive end, um, especially on the defensive end. But tonight, I think we, we did on the offensive end, and uh, we were just uh, knocking down shots. Is it something that's just kind of been coming, been growing, or did something happen to bring this about? Was there any kind of a change? Or? Um, ever since training camp, that's that's been our main focus, 25-plus uh, assists a game, and I feel like uh, today it finally showed. You guys seem to have incredible depth. You know, Aaron Holiday comes out of nowhere these last two games. Most guys in here have done something guys up in Fort Wayne are doing well what are your thoughts on the depth of this team and how many weapons you have 
I, th I think it's it's amazing. We have we have plenty of weapons, and like Vic Vic went down, and next man up. Um, everybody's working every day uh, to uh, to uh, stay ready, and uh, Aaron, Aaron Aaron has showed it these last two days. So credit to Sabonis for after po possibly his best game of the season, immediately jumping on the team aspect of it. Um, and the two takeaways from that are about Aaron Holiday and the assists. So I'll get to Holiday in a second because obviously he's the talk of the town. Um, but the assists were really eye-opening to me. Uh, when I talked to Adam, actually, I've said this many places, I've, I, uh, and I said it on the show, uh, I thought the Spurs game before this game was the best game of the season for this team. Um, they were awesome in that game because they're moving the ball so well. They got everybody involved getting good looks. They hung 116 on a really good defensive team. Um, they just really looked potent in that game, and that was, I believe, their most passes in a game uh, up to this point, and I, I haven't run the total passing numbers, but I, I bet they were close to that number tonight. Um, and Sabonis said in that um, if, that the, in training camp, they set a goal for 25 plus assists every night. I love that. And in this game, the, the extra passes really showed. McMillan in his post game press conference. Uh, I wish I recorded this, but I didn't. He said something to the effect of, "You know, look how much better our offense is when we're getting the defense moving side to side. All the ball movement was making the Jazz move around." And everybody was getting good looks. I mean, except for Tyreek's not falling, everybody shot pretty well uh, from the field in this game, or at least compared to how they normally shoot, which was awesome to see. So they they really figured it out with the ball movement in this one. And it's not like the assists were just like coming from one guy. Without Oladipo, they really were running it through everybody. Collison had seven. Tyreek had five. Miles had four, which he never has very many. Sabonis so had nine. Um, you know, the, the ball was just moving around really well, and, and that that's indi that's indicative of a good team. Uh, that's indicative of good offensive sets. That's indicative of a team that, that is not settling for bad shots. So much credit to the Pacers for that tonight. I think that's the driving force behind their win. Uh, and the other thing that Sabonis mentioned that is that has to be talked about in this game is Aaron Holiday. Uh, holy moly. The Hawks game, yeah, that was awesome because Vic went out and – this dude stepped up and seized the moment, and his parents were here, and you know that was all great. Um, but it's one game. Uh, Joe Young had a nice stretch of games his rookie year too. We can't freak out. Uh, but today, Aaron Holiday did it again, and he was even better, and is showing that I'm an idiot for not thinking he was a good draft pick. <laughs> um, so he was 19 points, seven rebounds. He's six foot tall, seven rebounds and an assist. Um, no turnovers, which I thought he would be a high turnover guy. Most rookie point guards are, again, one game here, but he did it two games in a row now where he's looked good in other facets. Um, he was awesome. He was canning his threes. He hit half of them. He was getting to the line. He had five free throw attempts. He was, he was passing well within the offense. He was cutting well away from the ball. Uh, and he really looks like he fits in. And Domas said next man up. I mean, Holiday really embodies that for this team. Uh, stepping into... Not exactly Vic's role, like Tyreek got more minutes in this game than normal, um, but but to step up and take some of those those Vic minutes and not just be a, a total sieve on defense while being useless on offense, like that is huge for the team. He's been really good. He's been way above expectation, and that is huge for the team just to have an extra guard in the rotation that can play when when their superstar is out. So tons of credit to Holiday, um, and he is a complete joy to talk to after the game. Uh, he was he's so confident and composed and. You can really tell he, he's a pro's pro in, in the brain. I'm trying to scroll through my Twitter feed and find it. Um, so he, he, he talked about you know how he learned from uh, DC and Corey 
mostly just because those are the two veteran guys who play his position. But also Thad's really taken him under his wing just as a pro. Um, but when he's talking about Corey, he said, you know, he just tries to move and, and cut and play off of him just to, to be in open space and space the floor and things like that. Like that's a veteran thing to say, not just like playing his own game and stuff like that. Um, and then he was talking about you know his parents being in town and how that helps him. And he said, uh, he has confidence in him. I have confidence in myself. I worked hard to get here and I'm trying to prove it every night. And like just the way he was saying this and his demeanor, um, it made me confident. It made me feel like I could step in and play in the rotation. Uh, so tons and tons and tons of credit to Holiday, who has proved amply that he is an NBA player and, and was awesome in this game. Uh, there's not much more to say about him other than that he was awesome. And they're going to have to find minutes for him, which is what I'm going to talk about on my next segment. So stick around for a bit so we can talk about uh, Aaron Holiday's role going forward. So like we talked about on the weekly show yesterday, uh, we... we it's imp- we thought it was important, me and Adam both did, to like get Aaron Holiday some minutes every game. Like Even if it's just a few, uh, that's better than the none he's been getting up to this point. Uh, I want to say he had a did not play uh, from every game from, I want to say, the third game on until last night. But I'm trying to pull that up and talk at the same time just so I can validate that. He played in the fifth game and then did not play until the Alex game uh, on Saturday. So and he had 10, 50, like fifteen total minutes of playing time, and then played fifteen minutes against the Hawks. Uh, before that, Hawks came in fifteen minutes. So we had no data on how good he was uh, at all. Uh, Sumner seemed like he was possibly ahead of him in the rotation, and then Sumner being at Fort Wayne really is a big part of this too. That is not being talked about. If Sumner's up, we might never learn the, how effective Holiday can be. Um, but after seeing him do this two games in a row, you absolutely have to find minutes for the guy. Um, and definitely not the 15 or what did he get tonight, 21, 20 that he had. Like, I, I, that's probably too many. Like, I think he's been very good. I think he can be good and effective, but I don't think he's going to be this good every game. It's, I mean, rookie point guards just typically are not uh, like that. Like, probably only three or four rookies had a positive impact over the course of the whole season last year. But I think he can be good for, for many games and situationally be very helpful. And you have to find that guy minutes and develop him, especially when point guard's a big future position of need. Um, and the abstract idea was just replace him for Leafs minutes. Um, and that was a generality we said, and I still like that. Uh, I think Leafs at eight minutes per game. He was out of the rotation, even with Vic out in this game. He only got to play, uh, garbage time minutes. He got in for two minutes. Uh, he had a shot though, which is good for him. Um, but he's clearly out of the rotation. He's clearly behind holiday given today. And, uh, I think you can easily say, okay, you know, First quarter's coming to an end, second quarter starting. Let's give Holiday five minutes there with Kojo as the only guards. Uh, see if we can get some offense from him and stay afloat in this game. And and I thought it was interesting that Holiday specifically said play off of Kojo um, in his post-game presser. I think those two actually fit pretty well together. One of them can be the ball handler and the score. One can be the really good defender. I think it's obvious which one's which. Um, but... Yeah, I think that that would work well. Um, and if it, if it's like Leafs minutes where it totally sucks, it's only five minutes, you can kind of get around it. Uh, and if it goes well, you can do it in the third and fourth quarter, which they did with Leaf. You know, when he was doing well and the matchup made sense for him, they, they gave him the fourth quarter burn. I think they did it two or three times this season. Uh, so that's a good way to, to sneak in eight to ten minutes for Holiday easily. And then if they blow him out or they're getting killed, they can obviously squeeze him in at the end of games too. Uh, but, but it's important to get him minutes, A, against better competition, and B, with better uh, teammates, uh, just in general. That's I think like playing with Kylo Quinn is really good for him, because Kylo Quinn is going to be fresh 
um, but is also a very good five-on-five player who can teach him a lot. So, and Kylo Quinn usually plays at the same time, kind of times he does. So there's a lot of op- there. There is an opportunity for him to get minutes, and I think it's there. And I think that given these games, he obviously has to. Um, he obviously has to get minutes. And Kevin Bowen asked McMillan uh, before the game, were there any thoughts about sending Holiday down to Fort Wayne to try to get him some time? Uh, or was he always just waiting to be the next man up? And McMillan's response is basically, uh, dude, he's going to play tonight. Like, he's he's the next man up. He he's, he's finally ready to go. Good thing we didn't send him to Fort Wayne. Yeah, the perfect storm of events really led to this happening. But they have to find a role for Holiday now, which who would have seen? Who? <laughs> apparently everybody but me. Um, who could have seen that really coming? before this he's been uh sensational other important things here uh for Sumner uh this actually kind of helps the Pacers long term with Sumner now they can keep him on his two-way the whole year send him into restricted free agency next year make sure they keep him on his next contract um which could allow them to develop him even more and also keep him in the organization um by also keeping him on his two-way they keep a roster spot open for buyout guys last year they got Trevor Booker Thanks to uh, the the nice buyout market, um, so I think that that is important that they don't have to promote Sumner now because they clearly have a guard they can rely on near the end of the uh, end of the rotation. So uh, that that's really important for just a ton of reasons that Holiday is this effective and clearly has now jumped Sumner uh, in the organization. Now, if only they could get minutes for uh, for Alize. <laughs> But yes, very exciting stuff for Marin Holiday. Uh, I can't wait for people to be poking at me on Twitter for the next couple days. Uh, I was low on the pick, and he's been awesome. So this is the time to do it because if he if he free falls, I'll look better. And if he doesn't, you'll be one of the first people to be making fun of me. So get him in now. I'm on Twitter at TEastNBA, and people have already started. After the Hawks team, people said it, and I pretty much came to my own defense and said, oh, it was only one game, but now people are going to say it, and I'll be like, yeah, whoops. <laughs> I do not look very smart. So great stuff from Holiday. Cool to see him be the focus of the media scrum after just two great after two great games. Um, and just a really exciting story for the team who really, really could use uh, a youth infusion. It'll really help them in the cap next summer, both this year and next year, actually, like I just said with the open roster spot, and now they don't have to sign two point guards next summer, just one, so... Really awesome stuff that really helps the team from Holiday. Uh, and now I just want to talk about a few other player performances from this game, including a player who made his Pacer debut. So let's uh, let's do that in a sec. What's up, guys? I'm going to take this break to talk to you about my bookie. Uh, and I'm going to use this Pacers-Jazz game as a great example. Uh, two low-scoring teams, I think combined they averaged something like 210. Uh, and the over-under for this game with Oladipo out was 205.5, and uh, your favorite host of the show decided, hey, these two teams are low-scoring and have a slow pace. They're not going to score 205.5, and they went over. (laughs) So I lost because I am terrible at this thing, but I love it anyway. Um, And I always do it on my bookie. It's my favorite place to do it. That's why I keep talking about it on the show. Uh, I would only recommend something that I actually like. like. I think that's an underrated thing about these podcast ads. It's like I'm not just saying it because I'm told to say it like I actually like these things uh I like that my bookie has paid me every time (laughs) which is a problem on a lot of these I like in-game betting um just so when you have a lost bet early in the game you can get back into it anyway um it's just all great uh it's mybookie.ag is the website um and we have a promo code for you because we're the best obviously uh the promo code is locked on l-o-c-k-e-d space o-n in all caps uh they can match your first deposit up 
100% of your first deposit up to $1,000. So uh, you can get $1,000 to bet if you deposit $1,000, which is pretty sweet. Um, that's L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N to activate that offer on my bookie. Uh, go check it out. It's the best place to do all that stuff. So somehow I made it this far talking about this game. It was so much fun. Uh, there were so many things to talk about uh, that I didn't even talk about Turner getting hurt. Uh, Miles Turner, I blocked a shot in the second quarter, and right before it, he kind of twisted his ankle, so it's kind of amazing he still blocked the shot. Um, and he went down, and he limped off the court, immediately he was subbed out for Thad, and it kind of looked bad with the level of limp he had, but at the same token, or of the same token, at the same time, you can't combine those phrases, um, but at the same time, he always was staying on his feet, and then when he got over to the trainers on the bench, he stayed standing with his hands on his knees, so it looks like it just hurt really bad, but it wasn't so bad that it was going to keep him out of the game. He went to the locker room right away. I bet he got it taped up. Couldn't see it under his, his sleeve. Uh, but he came back and played later in the game, and he's kind of an awkward mover. That's not that's not inaccurate. He is very awkward of a – he's just a very awkward mover on the court sometimes. So it was kind of hard to tell if it was like an injury or he's just being his awkwardly like more motions than necessary self. Um but he was actually pretty good in this game. Uh, the, the 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 long ball was not falling for him. One for three, and he missed a two or three long twos. But he was good at the rim. Um, five of five of nine from inside the arc. And if you take away the long twos, he was probably five of six or five of seven uh, around the basket in this game. Uh, six rebounds and four assists. Four assists for him is really good. He's not normally a big time passer. Three blocks. He was excellent on defense with Gobert. Uh, he did. A, Gobert allows him to hang around hang around around the rim. Uh, for a lot of the game, which is awesome. He was able to block Gobert a few times as well as block other guys who were coming in, uh, and he was around the rim because of Gobert, not being able to stretch the floor. So he was great on D and and, and good enough on O. Um, distributing is not something I ever thought he would do. And four assists doesn't sound like a lot, but for him it is. Uh, so, so solid Turner game. I mean, Sabonis was clearly better, but a, a solid Turner game. Uh, another guy... Worth talking about. A Pacer debut, Devon Reed, who I and Ben Pfeiffer, uh, who wrote the analysis piece about him for 8.9 seconds, are very high on. Uh, he was drafted 32nd in 2017 uh, by the Phoenix Suns, and they cut him to sign Jamal Crawford, which is hilarious. Um, Reed is on a two-way deal. He got the call-up due to Vic's injury. They might have needed shooting guard depth if someone else got hurt. Uh, they ended up not needing the depth due to injury, but then they were up so much at the end of the game, they found time to get him in. Uh, so Devon Reed got to make his NBA debut, which is always very exciting. Not his NBA debut, I apologize. He played in the NBA last year. His Pacers debut, which is exciting. Uh, didn't get any counting stats or anything like that, but he was on the floor, which uh, I'm excited about. Good for him. Um, glad he has a locker, too. Ben Moore's locker's now gone. It's been replaced by Devon Reed. So cool to see him uh, up in the NBA. Uh, always exciting when guys can make their debut. Um, and in that end of the game lineup, he was sharing it with with Holiday, McDermott, O'Quinn, and Leaf, which was fun. Uh, TJ Leaf hit a basket, which is nice. He got another soaring in out of nowhere offensive rebound in between three Jazz. Um, he really needs some defense if he's ever going to be useful in the NBA. But uh, his offense is okay. He, if he if his shot ever comes around this year, that offensive rebounding means he's a bit better of an offensive player. It's a shame his defense has become. Uh, next to nothing, uh, Kylo Quinn also played in that stretch. Two minutes, two assists, two rebounds. He is so impactful in such short spurts. It's amazing. Um, here's a stat tidbit from my grades, too. Uh, 
Doug McDermott made all of his two-pointers and missed all of his three-pointers, which might never happen again in his entire career. Uh, four for six, and he missed two three-pointers. 12 points, though, which is good for him, and an assist, and he's not really known for his passing. Uh, he was solid in this game. I mean, everybody was. I could do a short blurb on everybody. Um, but someone else who merits highlighting, Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, I sat next to David Lockett this game. Uh, Lockdown Jazz host, founder of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I could go on and on about his accomplishments. There's so many. Um, he he said this, and, like, I knew it, and I, you know, obviously I know stuff about this team, but, like, when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah. He's, you know, Victor Oladipo was out, and he said, Bojan Bogdanovic is now the Pacers' leading scorer who's playing, and I was like, oh, yeah, he is. Uh, and it was kind of important that, that he got going and could still score without Vic to prove that he could, you know, score without Vic, and he's not just a play finisher, and he did that. 21 points, three or four from deep, including two nice step-back threes. They were both real tough. Uh, two steals, too. He just was all over the court in this game. Uh, and you need good Bojan when Vic's out, and lo and behold, they got it. Um, his scoring was good. He, he ended up spacing the floor for the for the starters, which let them get some buckets around the rim. Thad Young had two duck two duck-ins, which is his hallmark, um, thanks to that spacing. And Reek was able to distribute a little bit. And so was Darren Collison, who had seven assists, which uh, I believe is a season high. Uh, Darren Collison also third on the team with six rebounds. Uh, second was Aaron Holiday, which what the heck? <laughs> uh, Collison and Turner both had six, but yeah, he was Collison was impacting the game all over the place too. Just a lot of small little impacts from everybody, which was super exciting. Um, but yeah, it's really important that Bojan can get can score the ball with with Vic out in these games, and he was able to do that tonight, especially with Tyreek not scoring too well. But Tyreek fit in with the starters just fine as a distributor, so. Overall, the performance was great. Uh, everything went well on both ends of the floor. The defense was good. They forced the Jazz into 18 turnovers, um, and they scored like 1.7 points per possession off of those turnovers, which great way to get points. Um, so overall, just great game. Defense leads to offense, the name McMillan staple. Uh, and this is a performance that you can build on. Um, now you in, imagine inserting Vic into this performance. You know that, That's the kind of stuff that, that you can dream of. Charlotte on Wednesday will be good. Uh, Adam will be talking about that tomorrow. It'll be fun to watch Kemba, who has over 100 points in his last two games, which is just wild. Uh, he, he's been balling this year. Charlotte is fun. Uh, their court is hideous, though, so, again, watch it in black and white. Um, but, yeah, be on the lookout for Adam tomorrow. Uh, and the Lockdown Podcast Network has a lot going on. Uh, but the big thing that, that I keep forgetting to push on this but I actually really like, uh, there's a Twitter account, LockdownNBANet, at that's what it is at locked on NBA net that has a little bit that has sorry that automatically like puts up the tweets for every one of the locked on hosts so it's a great way to just have all the NBA news in one place uh, and it won't be spammy because it's only it's basically you're like following your it's basically like following 30 people by following one person um, but it's 30 people who are the most knowledgeable about their teams so great way to to be connected to the league uh, in, in one source and one Twitter feed which is really great um, so go check that out it's, it's really awesome. And you can follow me, obviously, at T East NBA. And this podcast at Lockdown Pacers, we tweet all of our episodes with little snippets about what we're going to talk about. So, And some of them are funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, get excited. A lot, lot of good stuff going on uh, here at Lockdown Pacers and on the network. Uh, and tomorrow, again, Adam will talk Hornets. But that's all I got for today. A uh, really fun game. If you missed it and you, and you heard this show, find a way to watch a replay. Uh, DM me on Twitter, and I will send you a way to watch the game. Um, It was fantastic. It was great. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and have a great rest of your day.